now listening to the Seventh Rounders. Hello and welcome back. Uh, it's the it's the C and J episode. Connor and John, or Chad and John. Um, <laughs> good start. Connor's on vacay, slacking per usual. Cardillo just says 5 p.m. doesn't work, whatever that means. Uh, days <laughs> like that old man where it's like you toss it to him and you don't expect much. Um, I'm sure I'll hear shit about this when the episode comes out. So, um, I mean, qu- question off the rip, you called yourself Connor. I mean, what went into that? You know, how, how did you how did you do that here? You're just thinking about so, it? Well, yeah, he's on my mind thinking about him, you know looking good out there in Ibiza, wherever he is. But no, I was thinking it's last week, it was the CNC episode with Connor and Chad. And I was like, oh, it's C&J now. And I just, Connor came off first, uh, more important. Connor with one N, N that is. Um, hey, you know what? The, the the constant theme there, I mean, you're just putting in work, dude. It's just, uh, you know, you're you're not slacking. You, you've been making the Eppies. You've been, uh, you've been fitting it in your schedule. You know, I hate to have missed it last week, but I'm happy to be here with you this week. You know, and I appreciate that. Um, listen, I miss you a lot when you're not on. Um, I, just, I knew it. You know, the chemistry is always good, but it's like you and I just sometimes like we finagle and, you know, cause mischief together. You know, Dave and Connor are more, you know, they keep us in line, I think is a uh-huh. good way to put it. So like this one, you and I, I mean, I don't know what we're going to talk about today. Um, we're going to figure that out, but I, I have a little, um, um, trivia for you to start. Okay. I'm going to give you, I don't think you'll know them all, but I'm going to give you five guesses. Okay. Okay. To name any of the first 10 presidents of the United States. So I need to get five. I need to get five. How many do I need to get right? I think you should be able to at least get four, right? So it goes George Washington. Yeah. John Adams. I didn't think you'd get that one. Okay. John Quincy Adams. Um, John Quincy is sixth. JQA, dude. So you're up three. This is where it starts to get really hard. Dicey. Uh, <laughs> you're um, missing an obvious one. Yeah, I know I am. Um, shit. Andrew Jackson, no? He was Andrew never. J- was he never president? Or was he, he was never president, right? He was our seventh president, Andrew okay. Jackson. Okay. Ben Franklin was never president. We knew that. Yeah. And it, Andy Jackson, dude. Okay. So that's four. You, how many do I need to get five, right? Yeah. I think you need to get one more. Okay. Um, oh, there were some really interesting ones back then. Uh, I'm picturing their photos like on the wall. I'm like trying to remember whose names I remember under their photos on the, on the, the poster, you know? Um, so a lot of them have good heads of hair. There's, you know, John oh, yeah. Quincy bald. But he got the chops going. But a bunch I of tubes, some... dude. Yeah. 
bunch of tubes. Yeah. I know Abe's outside of that first 10, so you, you, you can't think Abe Lincoln when you think first 10 presidents. Um, John Henry? Who the fuck is John Henry? Five, eight, John Henry. Wow, William Henry Harrison? No, that's different. Fuck. John. Shoot, <laughs> John, I, I, I lied. Did I make that? Did I pull that name out of thin air? <laughs> I listen. I'm on the 18th president right now. I don't see a John Henry. Oh, uh, 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 uh <laughs> shit. Thomas, Thomas Harrison. Thomas Jefferson. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. You just, said Harrison. you just said Harrison. You just said you just said Harrison right before that and fucked me up. Thomas Jefferson. TJ. I was gonna say if you got William Henry Harrison, that would have been baffling. All right, uh, please. All right, so I, I hit your five, so I'll stop embarrassing myself. Let, 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 let's hear what I missed. What what didn't I get? So George is one, John Adams two, Thomas Jefferson three, James Madison four. James Madison. James Monroe five, John Quincy Adams six, Andrew Jackson seven, Martin Van Buren eighth, William Henry Harrison ninth, and John Tyler tenth. John Madison and William Henry Harrison. I just combined a couple names that I knew were yeah. lingering around that top 10 and uh, try to throw, throw it together, threw shit on a wall pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I got to be honest with you. Martin Van Buren does not ring a bell. I, I, um, I, I used to be good with presidents and state capitals, honestly. Like, I could pull pretty, pretty far back into getting a lot of those. That is no longer the case. Those, uh, that, that part of the brain is worn off over time. I haven't. Those are classic. You got to keep up, you know, reps like every day, study the map, study the presidents or you will forget it. It's just true. Yeah. It's just um, uh, speaking of the map. I mean, Nikola Jokic, he moved all the way across uh, across the pond to the United States here, going to the NBA finals, lifting Denver up. Um, you know, you're you're I, I like to think you're a Western Conference NBA guy. Um, is there any shot the Nuggets don't beat the Miami Heat? Yeah, I think last okay. week I said I like the Heat. Now, I was I, not anticipating the Heat going to seven games. We can get into that in a second. But I I think rest is definitely going to help Denver here. Um, Murray is just – I mean, I just feel like people forgot about him because he's been out, what, the last year, year and a half. I mean, he is a phenomenal number two on that team. And then, you know, they got Michael Porter Jr. Jr. They have Aaron Gordon. Like, they just, they're going to be very tough to beat. Um, a lot has changed since I made my heat prediction last week. I do. I, I kind of lean Denver now. But it wouldn't surprise me if the heat won. I, uh, I, I couldn't have, I, I mean, from a viewership standpoint, I think Nuggets, Heat, was what I wanted the most, and I'm pretty sure that was what I what was expecting the finals to be. And I could be completely wrong. I don't believe I took the Celtics when we were trying to predict the semifinals um, on the show, which I would have bet the Heat series. Um, Jimmy Butler and Jokic, good to see the two best players of the playoffs squaring off on the the final stage. There, um, I think it'll be pretty fun. Uh, two new two new teams. Junkyard Dogs there in Miami. I guess they're not new because they went in the COVID year, but I don't I don't really. I don't know if I do you count that? What what are your thoughts on that COVID year? I mean I count that, but it's like um yeah, count it. 
I forget about the COVID year. Like I completely forgot that LeBron has won a title with the Lakers. Yeah. You got to count it. It's just, it's held a little differently. I don't know. But so junkyard dogs there in Miami with a playoff Hemi. Uh, Chad, I kind of think they might win this thing. I think, I think, and we're going to get into the other one, but I think it might be a Florida sweep. It might be a Florida sweep, or it'll be a Florida double exit, like, uh, like in the final four in March Madness. I mean, what, what I, I, I like Miami. I, I think the Heat have just a little aura about them. And again, you know, I think they're what plus they're like plus three twenty five or something on the series price. You know, they're not getting much respect from Vegas. Um, understand the Nuggets are a wagon, complete wagon, but I don't know. Spolstra is a hell of a coach. I think that's a huge piece of it too. He, he's been around for so long. He's, he hasn't aged a day. No. He looks identical to what he looked in 2012, winning a title with LeBron and Wade. Um, is he the best coach in the NBA? I, I I would hold him up there. I mean, you know, Popovich is still out there. I, I and I can't act like an NBA expert whatsoever. This is I'm I'm having to really put in some 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 serious hours right now, really clocking in and earning my time, chatting this much about the NBA without Connor and Dave to uh, ping pong off you. But oh, well, I, I mean, Pop's gonna win another t- title before he retires. You add Wemba yeah. Yama, you go one more year. You know, you add a piece next year, LeBron free agent at the end of next year lebron comes in they draft barani um so a lebron at age 40 you know what we say 42 barani and victor Wembayama. that that team wins a title in 2024 or 2025 um so i think i think pop might still be the best coach in the nba i mean it's it's tough to uh like it's tough to decide um I think if Spolster is the best because Popovich is still running around to answer your question. However, I think he's top five coach for sure. I mean, he's been around the block. He's won a couple of titles. He's been with Pat Riley. He's been with some great players. Like you got to trust Spolster in this series to not, not, you know, make it competitive. And Miami's going to be prepared. Um, I think they're a classic. Like, I don't think any of them have turned on a TV in like a month, like since before the NBA playoffs started, I don't think they're listening or, or tuning into anything. Um, and everyone, everyone thinks the Nuggets are going to run away with this series. So, uh, I think Miami's going to keep playing that underdog role. And I think that's what they want to be. I like the heat. I really do. I think it's going to be tough though. I mean, the Nuggets are a load with Murray, with, with Nicola, with, with the supporting cast. Um, And they've got a pretty damn good coach themselves. So they do. I uh, but what I said, I I I did sprinkle a little parlay chat on a Florida a Florida double hoisting of the cups and the are and the, the Panthers favored? The the Panthers are about plus I think one hundred five plus one ten. So I mean it's pretty close there with Vegas. That series is going to be dicey. <laughs> the Panthers are getting a lot of respect now. I just think they're they're also a junkyard dog team. I think that's that's what it's been this year. Um. And and I think that they're going to be, again, they're, they're the underdog. Everyone's loving Vegas. Everyone's piling on. I'm not going to back Jack Eichel on this on this stage. Not I just happening. can't. There's no way in hell. Give me um, give me Kachuk, dude. Let me let me cheer for that. Bobrovsky has been sturdy as it comes. Um, 
I think Florida finds a way, and I think it goes seven. I think it's going to be an unbelievable series. I've got Florida in five. Really? Too good. I think they're too good. I do. How did they just sneak into the playoffs? I mean, we were talking about scenarios where the Sabres could leapfrog them towards the end of the year into the playoffs. I mean, could you imagine the world? <laughs> could you imagine Buffalo in the first round against Boston? I mean, could you imagine Buffalo playing the role the Panthers are playing, though, if they get in? I mean... The Sabres could have won a cup this year. I'd be on a cream cob pipe right now. Oh, beside ourselves. I I, I don't even understand um, how we got to this point. The playoff, the, the NHL playoffs are lightning in a bottle team as as much as any sport, maybe more than any sport. Like you catch fire, you you ride that wave. Um, I like a double Miami, a double a double South Florida championship to pick up for FAU and and the Hurricanes. Honestly. With good mojo going into the fall. Yeah, I mean, and and then we're talking, yeah, we're talking Dolphins maybe maybe run that back that perfect season. You know, how sick does Mike McDaniel look at these playoff games? Just he's he's been at Keat games. He's been at Panthers games. I mean, I, I think by far the swaggiest coach in sport. Um, it's phenomenal. And I credit Mike McDaniel for the, this playoff success for both teams. Yeah. Coach Mike, uh, that aura about, he's got an aura about him. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I need to look at, I need to look for some OTA tape or maybe some still images, just see what he's looking like out there. You know, what's he showing up like for the guys, the you Dolphins know, beat writers every day of OTA. The first like tweet is about what shoes McDaniel is wearing at practice. Oh, that's exciting. Today, he had New Balances on. It's mainly been Jordans, but he had some New Balances If you don't mind just sending me those and, and maybe tweeting them, you know, tweeting them out, that'd be cool. Um, okay. Listen, I'm excited about Tua. His his legs look really sturdy. He's added a lot of girth below the waist. And, uh, oh, huge density you now. It's, it's – if he can find a way to fall better and absorb, you know, find a way to not fall on his head and look like he's getting flung around like a rag – I think the team is a real, real legitimate chance to make a playoff run. Um, I think they're continuing to not get enough respect out there in the, uh, in the AFC East. A lot of noise. I actually love the noise with Aaron Rodgers more than I thought I would with the Jets. Please allow them to have all the attention, all the expectation. That's exactly what the Jets need in that market, right? That's what Rodgers needs. I mean, picture a world where they're playing a home game there, Chad, and they're like three and four. And they're down in the third quarter. I mean, I don't even know what the start of their schedule looks like, but no. Um, I can't find the tweet I was looking to send it to you, but that's okay. Um, if they start the year three and four, I'm going to be so annoying. I'm just going to let that be known now. Um, is there? Uh, the- we got off a little bit there on Dolphin Talk. Um, is there any closing thoughts you had on the NBA or NHL playoffs? I mean, that's all the analysis I am uh, qualified to provide. Um, what about you? You know, John, I just hope there's a lot of energy. Um, they're exciting games. You know, the crowds are energized. Um, I want the crowds to be like a cell, you know, like the energy to the body, the background, backbone to the body. Um, and that, that leads me into my second round of trivia, John, <laughs> I'm giving you five guesses. I have up right now, the structure, the makeup of a cell. 
I want to see what parts of a cell, let's go, let's bring it back to biology. What parts of the cell can you name? You're, you're getting five guesses. I think you could get two. Okay, so I, I kind of like that. The, the, the game that you've developed for me is like, a, oh, basically it's an over-under. It's yeah. an over-under. Can I, can I beat the number of guesses I'll to get you over? I'll put at 2.5. You think I can get two point? I get five guesses to get three right. All right. So the mitochondria. The mitochondria, that is number one. That's you the know, powerhouse have, of the cell. That's the power. That's the, yep, the hoss of the cell. Um, the nucleus. The nucleus. That's right there in the middle. <laughs> it's. I'm looking at a diagram. It's just this little purple thing in the middle. Yeah, you have a nucleus. The You're nucleus is, I believe, it's like the brain of the cell. Um, now it gets hard. You know, now now this is where this is where it gets really hard. Um, what are the filters? You know, they filter out the bad stuff. The the lipids. John, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I, lipids ain't a thing. That's definitely a thing, dude. It's, it's a decent attempt, but I'm not giving you credit there. Oh, uh, the chlorophyll. The chlorophyll. I will give you credit for that. Um, let me make sure chlorophyll. If chlorophyll, is, when I looked it up. Uh, nope, that, that is plants, John. It's the natural compound present in green plants that give them their color. A good try. I got one more guess. Yeah. Oh, man. Ah, this is fucking hard. Um, I would be ashamed of myself. I took AP Bio, too. This is embarrassing. Um, Karen, Brian, and Mike Rodriguez, please forgive me, all right, if you're listening out there. Good Lord. Um, You know, it keeps coming back, and I know this isn't right. Uh, I know areola is not right. <laughs> but I know there's a word with an A, and it's it's similar in there. You're thinking of centrioles. That's exactly accurate. Yeah, that is exactly what I'm thinking of, yeah. So let me, let me give you a couple other parts. Would you have known these? Um, the cilia. Damn, that's Those what rules. I was thinking of. I was thinking of, I also was, another word I was thinking of was chlorophyll and syphilis. Cilia was what I was looking for. Um, lysosomes. Okay. Centrioles. You have the Golgi body. Centrioles. That's what I was thinking of when areolas. Yeah. I, yeah. I was just so close with some of these. The Golgi bodies, the endoplasmic reticulum. Ah, uh, the ER. The yep. nuclear membrane, ribosomes well-known cytoplasm yeah i do yeah that really brings me back chad i don't know where you're pulling these questions from but uh you know i appreciate it um sliding into uh maybe a, a sport angle here <laughs> the french open began chad do you even know that that's happening um no um, do you know what sport that is? That would be tennis. Okay. Um, do you know who's 
Who do you think's favored? Um, French Open might be Clay, so Nadal. Nadal is not participating. He is injured. He had to withdraw. See, that's your your damn it, Chad. Um, um uh, the the other guy that um, uh, Ro- Roger Federer retired. Um, Andy Roddick. Andy Roddick is no longer uh, playing competitively in the. Uh, I don't believe, at least, uh, no. It was uh, Carlos Alcaraz out of Spain, young phenom. He is favored. Uh, Novak Djokovic, though, is back. The Joker's back. So those are your top two. Alcaraz, Djokovic. Uh, the second round occurred today, and I believe continues tomorrow. When we get into the weekend, we're getting into the third round, uh, and then from there, the fourth round. Next week, it'll wrap up um, with the quarterfinals Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the semifinals Friday, the championships Sunday, Chad. Um, the French Open's fun. It just occurs between the hours of about 4 and 9 a.m. Eastern time. So it's a bit Spicy. challenging. But, um, yeah. I mean, the semifinals at 8.45 a.m. On, on Friday provides an opportunity to uh, to give you a little bit of background, you know, uh, a little bit of background to liven up your morning and, and, and send you off into the weekend, which is a unique opportunity. And then Sunday, it's at 9 a.m. So, I mean, wake up, you pop that thing on. Um, for the folks at home, I do have a future placed on Carlos Alcaraz to win. Um, big fan of the young Spaniard. Um, very good player. Very good tennis player. Um, Chad, when's the next major in golf coming up? Um, I think June 10th or the 17th it would be the U.S. Open. And we have June 10th is the Belmont. Um man then we're really going to be out of things then it's the dog days of summer yeah um Um, i mean outside of that i'd say like baseball i mean general thoughts you know the the second month is wrapped up folks the pittsburgh pirates uh closed may at i believe 7 and 21 for the month um we're sitting here, though, still, I mean, right in the thick of the playoff race, right in the thick of the NL Central with such a great April. Brings a terrible May, 27 and 27 through two months. Only a game out of first there. Um, outside of that, some other quick standings updates. The Tampa Bay Rays continue to just run run through uh, the league in May. They're 40 and 18, first place in the AL East. Every team remains above 500 there. The Yankees have caught some fire late. Seven and three in their last ten. They're only five and a half behind the Jays. Thirty-four and twenty-three. Chad, any comment on what you've seen? Does um, it mean anything to you right now? Do you think that they are a team that can make a run based on what the roster looks like? No, not really. They're playing well right now. I mean, Judge is single-handedly carrying them from a hitting perspective. Pitching's been uh, pretty good. I don't know how long it'll last, um, but I I think it's just. I think the AL East is definitely the best division in baseball. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Baltimore will come back down to earth a little bit. I think Toronto gets better. They've just had some bad performances from some key guys. Um, I think Boston's going to be pretty bad. So I, I still think Tampa's going to – I think Tampa wins the division. I think Toronto probably finishes second, maybe the Yankees. 
Um, I like the I like the Orioles to, to take second there. Honestly, I, I like the Orioles to continue to sustain sustain success. Um, they did recently drop Grayson Rodriguez down to AAA. If he comes back and he's good, that could be an X factor down the stretch. John um, is is Texas gonna overtake Houston out there in the AL West? They could. Texas has been really legit. Their run differential is eye-popping. They're plus 131 run differential on the year. It's by far the best in baseball. It's even better than Tampa Bay. Um, I shouldn't say by far. So Tampa Bay is plus 119, and then it is by far uh, higher than the third team. Those two teams have been remarkable, um, especially offensively with with very solid pitching. Texas is up uh, two and a half games on Houston, but, yeah, I mean – that's a two-horse race with uh, the Angels and Mariners representing two of the friskiest teams in baseball. We'll bring that segment in here. Um, we'll get Cardillo involved in the future, but I would say the Angels and Mariners are two of the friskiest teams in baseball. Um, they can definitely cause problems, make some noise, but it's it's tough when Texas and Houston are so sturdy. But, Chad, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, you know, Seattle and the Angels up there one and two, two at some point later on. I think the West is going to be fun. They all John, just use you know the who my punching top, bag. My top tier frisky team right now. We'll do it this week Go with Cardillo. I, I think um the Angels and Mariners are definitely two frisky teams. The the, the David Cardillo frisky team of the week. The frisky team of the week is the Arizona Diamondbacks. Sitting here 32 and 23, a game and a half behind the Dodgers, seven and three in their last 10. I mean, listen, Brandon Fott, not frisky. Rest of that team. Pretty goddamn frisky. Messier is back. And folks, um, we're going to find a way to get that edited properly. But as we will return to our regularly scheduled programming, Chad, your frisky um, team of the week, the Diamondbacks, continue. We didn't hear it. Oh, I went on a big soliloquy about the Diamondbacks. Um Brandon Fott, not frisky. Rest of the team, very frisky. Um, Zach Callen, very frisky. Corbin Carroll, frisky AF. Um, and then they got some mid-tier guys that have played well. So I, I don't know if they'll keep it up, but they're certainly frisky so far. Um, yeah, I, I agree. They're 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 borderline like beyond that with how strong their record is, but they're fun. Um the AL Central's dog water. The Twins are the only team above 500. They are uh, in first place there. Bad division. And then out there in the National League, we touched on the Central already. You touched on the West. The a the NL East, the Braves lead the Mets. The Mets have been a little resurgent. We'll see what they do. They need to make their youth movement get there all the way. Um, they need to, to lean on some young guys because their, their veterans have not produced. Uh, but the Mets could be very dangerous, I think. And I think the Marlins are a team to watch. You know, their offense is starting to come around. If they can find some some health and consistency in their pitching, the Marlins I think could be could be a pretty fun team. They're probably one of the they're, they're up there in the frisky rankings too. I'd say is the Miami Marlins. Um, any last calls, Chad? Um, how was your Memorial Day? It was good. Um, you know, didn't. It was rainy the whole time here in Charlotte, but, uh, you know, squeezed in a, a round of golf on Friday and Monday. Um, didn't play well either time, actually. Played horrible. I uh, got to go, go work on some things. Got to make some tweaks, but we'll be back 
Uh, how was yours? It was good. It was nice to be home on the lake. Got in three rounds of golf, which was nice. Um, but, you know, glad to be back in the swing of things now. Yeah, man. Um, Happy for you. Thank you, John. I want to end this show with one last trivia. Let's do it. I have up the all-time recruiting rankings for South Carolina football during the 247 era. I want guys that were in the top 10. Um, you have five guesses. I'm going to set the under over under at three and a half. Okay. How and how? Okay. So I get how many guesses? Five. Five guesses. How to many? Get four. Yep. Yeah, five guesses to okay. get four. Um, the with the over under at three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Um, Jadavion Clowney, easy. Yes, he is number one all-time South Carolina Gamecock. Number one. Class of 2011. Number one all-time recruit in the history of 247 database, actually. If you you click uh, all-time, he is number one uh, perfect rating as a recruit. Marcus Lattimore has to be on there. He is number three, class of 2010. He was the number nine player in the class, number one running back. Number one out of the state of South Carolina. Zach Pickens recently. He should be Zach in the top Pickens 10. is number five all time. He is out of the class of 2019. Number eight player in his class. Number one tackle. And, or no, number one defensive tackle. Number one from the state of South Carolina. Now it gets dicey. You're three for three. Three for three. Um, I think there might be another recent one on there. I think Jordan Birch is in the top ten, too. Jordan Birch, number two, class of 2020, number eight player, number one player in South Carolina, the number two defensive tackle in his class. Now, the reason I say that last and say that with a sad face is he transferred to Oregon um, this most recent transfer cycle, and uh, – Murmurs of him regretting it. Murmurs of him legitimately regretting it um, from people close to the program. So, situation Uh I could. I could try. Give me um, – I think there was a receiver by the name of Shaq Rowland. Shaq Rowland was number 11. Oh, oh that's a heartbreaker. Um, AJ Can, is he on there? Offensive line? Probably not. AJ can. I'm not seeing. Okay. No, I couldn't go five for five for you. Um, Jemias Williams? Jemias Williams. I am not seeing Jemias Williams. Um, I'll give you some names, though. So you have one, two, and three with Clowney, Birch, Lattimore. Number four, Demetrius Summers, a running back in the class of 2003. Okay. Number five was Zach Pickens. Number six, Ricardo Hurley, the class of 2002, inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Number seven, what the fuck is this guy's name? Nichols Harbor. Nicholas Harbor. Oh my God. The most recent dude. Be on, keep an eye on Nicholas Harbor, man. He is 
he's an Olympian. Like he is like a world class athlete. They do runner. have him listed as an athlete. What position will he be playing? Tight end. He's going to be split out wide, though. He's going to be a problem for opponents. He is. He is a good, good player. Good, good, good player. Number eight, John. You should have gotten uh, Stefan Gilmore. Classic. Ah, that's a big miss. Yeah, that's a big miss by me. Yep. Um, number ten is Cliff Matthews, defensive end, class of two thousand seven. Okay. Yeah, there are a few that were before my time that I, quite frankly, still don't know all the way. Probably should, but we need to look back at what they did for us. But, um, yeah, man, that was fun. Really enjoyed the trivia today. That's what way I'm to here bring for. That, way to bring and that with you in your in your lunchbox. I think that's it for this week. We will uh, – I think Connor will be back next week. Cardillo, who knows? But, yeah, it was an honor, a privilege, a short one this week. But we will talk to you all soon. We'll, we'll be back in your drawers before long. Until next time. Oh, just eating it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Production by AJ Bradbury.